Hello Angels, welcome to Heaven on Earth podcast with Dr. Bibi. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Today I would like to share seven lessons that I have learned from my grandfather, J.L. Mohale. Lesson one, be an individual with a steadfast vision. Two, be an individual with an undisputed character. Three, be an individual who respects and honors family. Four, be an individual who embraces a centered soul and mind. Five, be an individual who embraces excellence in service. Six, be an individual with the heart and mind to enhance others around you. Seven, be an individual who embraces health and vitality. Lesson one, be an individual with a steadfast vision. Keyword being steadfast. It is only individuals with a steadfast vision and commitment to their vision that will see things through to the end. The end being the desired goal or result. Anyone can begin something, but to uphold to the vision takes a strong and tenacious character. You will always be tested and tempted to back down, to fit in, to avoid discomfort just because there is no resistance there. I'm grateful that my grandfather had a steadfast vision for himself, his children, and their children. I'm grateful for the courage he had to change his circumstances and to rather craft a destiny he desired. I respect the long-term vision, the selfless vision, and the generational vision. There were too many odds against his desired vision at the time. His family was poor. He could not complete his schooling. The apartheid era did not support progress or growth for a black man. He had no support or motivation from close relatives. He wanted to achieve something that none of his relatives, no friends, had achieved. And I could go on. He saw something that only he could have brought to life. And he did see through. We have a story to tell today. We have memories to share today. We have lessons to learn from today. We have evidence that anything that we desire to achieve can be achieved. As long as we are willing to put down the time and the effort. The greatest gift for me from his life is the courage that I now have to dream fearlessly, to courageously pursue my heart's desires and to know that it is all just in the time, effort, and the faith. Lesson number two, be an individual with an undisputed character. Keyword, undisputed. The consequences of our character is always evident in our lives and in our passing. Even in my grandfather's death, there has still not yet been any public scandalous secrets revealed. Character cannot be purchased. It is built and needs continuous maintenance through our daily choices. It can be very difficult to uphold an undisputed character. Especially if you had not primarily defined you and what you stand for beforehand. It is almost like people are just waiting for your character to be tested so you can fail and fall and just be like everyone else. The moment when you accept your greatness and are willing to invest in yourself to harness it, 
and undisputed character is your priceless possession. My grandfather told a story many years back while him and his cousin were driving to town one day. He showed him a bunch of tall trees ahead of them and spotted the tallest tree amongst all of them. Despite all the trees being tall, the tallest tree tip was waving in the air by itself and it was not even a windy day. He illustrated to him that when you begin to stand out, you somehow catch some wind because you are by yourself since you are the one that's standing out. People tend to judge you more. People tend to want to study you more. And most are waiting to watch you fall. So whatever little or mild mistake you make, it will be exaggerated. So you should live your life as you please. But be aware that many are looking up to your success and many are looking for your downfall. This was very humbling and inspiring to hear about a leader who did not demand a following, but inspired a following by the fruits of his own life. He understood the responsibility that he had as a prominent person in his community. Despite the errors he could have made in his youth, he was wise enough to embrace whichever lessons that life presented to him and be a grown-up man of character with his coming of age. Lesson number three, be an individual who respects and honors family. My grandparents had eight children and my mother being one of them. My mother fell in love with my father, a man from an extremely poor family background. But a very handsome, intelligent and caring man who also had a vision for himself despite the relative of his then impoverished background. So apparently after I was born, my father had to leave this Kukuna area to find a job in Johannesburg in order to take care of me. As he could also not even afford to finish um, his own schooling. And I'm, f- and I'm forever grateful today that my father always upheld his pride to take care of his family for himself. My grandparents were not happy with this distant job arrangement because then my mother and I would only be able to see him after long periods due to the distance and work obligations. In the apartheid era, it was almost obvious that black individuals, mostly men, had to leave their families to go to industrious places to find jobs. My father gratefully told me what my grandfather did for him many years back. He offered him an opportunity to go back to school and finish his studies so that he could have a job that will allow him to be home every day with his family. By the time I was five years old, my father had successfully graduated as a teacher. He could then afford to buy a house and a car for the convenience of his family. I'm eternally grateful that I was afforded the opportunity to have a present father. It has certainly made all the difference in my life. I'm grateful that my grandfather gave my father that opportunity to develop himself for the sake of his own family. He understood what it meant to be empowered and privileged to spend time with your family every day. And I'm also grateful that my father responsibly grabbed the opportunity and excelled with it. 
I can proudly say that my father continued to independently pursue his self-development. He currently holds an MBA degree and still aspires to pursue his PhD studies in the near future. I know for sure that as a child, you do not choose your circumstances. But as an adult, you get to choose your circumstances. I'm eternally grateful for the impactful decisions made on my behalf when I could not have made them for myself. Lesson number four. Be an individual who embraces a centered soul and mind. My grandfather always made time every evening to have some quiet time by himself. I obviously could not have appreciated it then, but we all knew his daily routine. You would either find him reading his Bible or playing on his piano or just dwelling in deep thoughts. He seemingly had a revelation about quietness, stillness, reflecting, refilling yourself, defining and refining your core. I always remember him as a man of few words. The only prominent concept that he could not keep in was his despise for laziness and lazy people. I have honestly never seen him angry, sad or agitated. He somehow had a way of keeping his calm, even when addressing critical issues. It is the type of calmness that you can only admire. Having a centered mind and soul is a priceless and empowering place of existence. It makes it easy for you to continuously make decisions that are aligned with your vision. It slows down the impulsivity, the anxiety, the confusion, and contradiction that otherwise overwhelms us. It slows down the impulsivity, the anxiety, the confusion, and contradiction that otherwise overwhelms many of us daily. We need to be still to hear our truth, to live our truth, and be true to our truth. Lesson number five, be an individual who embraces excellence in service. During the apartheid era, in his younger days, my grandfather returned from Johannesburg to work closer to home. So he worked for a Jewish business owner who owned a few businesses around Sikukuni region. One day, his fellow colleagues alluded and confronted the business owner regarding his favoritism towards my grandfather. My grandfather was apparently the only one allowed to travel home daily. The owner did give them an ear for their cries. When they were done, he gladly told them that nothing would change, and they were all free to resign immediately. But as for James, who is my grandfather, he would still continue to receive his privileges of traveling home every day. He told them that James was far more valuable alone than all of them put together. For me, this reflected on his character and loyalty. Your level of serving in service speaks and defends you, even in your absence. Your heart in your work grants you divine favor and preference. Everyone appreciates being served by someone whose heart and mind are present and willing. And I believe that he carried this lesson of serving with excellence with him when he built his own business empire in Hasekukumi. He was also favored by his community and the local kings because of his excellent spirit of service. 
many of his clients knew and respected what he stood for in terms of his offering to serving clients. For workers who were hard-headed and lazy, he always reminded them that the clients were their actual bosses because they are the ones who are bringing in the money. No clients, no money, no business, no jobs. That was my grandfather. I have experienced that myself because we had to work at my grandfather's different businesses from a very young age. Offering an excellent service consistently is a conscious expression of your character and your wealth if you can embrace it positively. Offering an excellent service consistently is a conscious expression of your character and the source of your wealth if you can embrace it positively. I have seen that for myself and I now know that it does work. Lesson number six, be an individual with a heart and mind to enhance others around you. It is a natural phenomenon that the more you develop yourself and get to achieve results, the more you can easily also enhance others in different ways. You become more valuable beyond just yourself when you can embrace other people's livelihood. Suddenly, more people care about your growth, your well-being, and your success because of what your life or your presence represent in their own lives. It is eminently clear to me that my grandfather had grasped the universal principle of reciprocity, that your worldly rewards are directly related to the number of people that are enhanced by whatever service or product that you are offering. In this Kukune area, where my grandfather was based, he greatly impacted the socio-economic environment already in those days. He did this by creating jobs, improving access to services that were otherwise non-comprehendable in the area, and being a living example of limitless possibilities. He also contributed greatly in increasing the value of the area by directly stimulating economic activity. In essence, he contributed to the development and better living standards for the community at large. Beyond that, he became a positive role model and gave hope to many individuals who aspired to pursue um, entrepreneurship. Yes, today we exist in a globalized business environment with access to information through technology and to limitless services and products. But there is always an opportunity every day to greatly impact each other positively, pull each other up, create opportunities for each other, and to challenge each other to be better and more. Naturally, when you relentlessly work on you, you will eventually be rewarded accordingly. And you are even bound to be more valuable beyond just yourself. After all, leadership and success are never quite complete without your courage and commitment to consciously contribute to the enhancement of others. Lesson number seven, be an individual who embraces health and vitality. Somehow my grandfather learned the importance of eating just the right portion of food and the right types of food and also being active as much as possible, sleeping just enough to rest the body. Despite the abundance of provision 
that he created for himself, he was truly conscious about the ultimate function of food, which is truly just to nourish the body so that it can function optimally. Not like most of us who eat for fun and pleasure, who eat for emotional soothing and also eat for social currencies. The level of self-control he had when it came to his eating habits was just amazing. Yes, once in a blue moon, he would drink a fizzy drink that he would even pay for himself in his own store. He had a routine of everything that he did or took part in, including his meals. He hired a chef to prepare our meals and he always came back home for breakfast after his early morning routines of checking on businesses that were far from his main base. His routines were pretty much predictable. As he would sit down at similar times for his breakfast, for his lunch, and for his dinner. And they always served his meals with water, just water. And in between the meals, he would eat a fruit, mostly apples. His dinner was on average served at around 5.30 p.m., but never later than 6.30 p.m. And as they always say that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. That was truly his testimony because at least since I was born, he hardly consulted a medical doctor and let alone be admitted in a hospital. It was only until his late 80s that he began experiencing arthritic joint pains and eventually admitted in and out of hospital over the last three years on earth. Over his last three years on this earth. When coming to exercising, I'm not aware that he had specific exercise routines, but what would have stood out for anyone is that he was always on his feet. He usually slept about six to eight hours a night. He would wake up around two to four a.m. the next day. No midday naps like some of us depend on, like we are still in kindergarten. And he always made time every day to be by himself in the evening to reflect on his life. One can only wish to know what goes on in the depths of hearts and minds of such exceptional people. And as they always say, that habits are formed by repeated actions. While simultaneously, our consistent choices and habits are exposed by the person we are today. Thank you for watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast. If you enjoyed watching or listening, please do follow and continue to listen. And remember, you are the angel that you need and you are also the angel that someone else is praying for.